Alex, we're back. Adam, we're back. We're still here. How are you? Sorry, I, I, I'm good. I, I had no idea how I was going to respond to your question. Uh, I feel oh, bad. Okay. Okay, well, we're here. We're back. We're here. We're we're back. Um, Daniel, Daniel's not feeling well. Um, negative COVID test, but, you know, uh, get well soon, buddy. And, um, you know, he is missing a very, very busy show. Um, it's a shame he can't be here to talk about the Ducks getting their first regulation win, by the way. Um, but there is so much to talk about, Alex. There so is. much. Quick preview. Habs, uh, we got to touch on Chicago game, the San Jose game, an anniversary. Um, I want to look at their December schedule because it is not good. Um, for the Leafs, we're going to talk about the passing of Boris Stalming. Um Having some very, very good games. Momentum is shifting a controversial couple of ones involving Matt Murray, to be honest, though. Um, geez, they played the Penguins again because that just never stops. It's them every other week. Uh, Rachel Dory stuff, Tempe, and Arizona. It's ridiculous. Uh, Alex Ovechkin set another milestone. Love to see that. Anaheim did some good stuff. The Rangers aren't doing good stuff. The Kings just had one of the wildest games of the year, and they're in free fall right now. Uh, Connor Hellebuck and goalie mask stuff, and everyone's forgetting about player safety. Idiots. Rupe Hint signed. Alex wants to talk about the World Cup. The Jack Edwards and Pat Maroon stuff. Um, but I think the first thing we should mention is we want to give our best wishes to uh, Chris Letang, who uh, came out today. He's out indefinitely, suffered a second stroke. I believe he had one back in 2014. No. Um, you know, he was doing media, apparently. He doesn't see it being a long-term problem for him. Um, you know, the thing with strokes is the earlier you catch them, the better, and it sounded like Chris Letang really noticed it. We talk about Chris Tang as one of the most underrated players of our generation, but above all else, the man has been through so much body-wise. Pretty sure he had a blood clot. You know, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show. I think you and Daniel know about this, but my grandmother had a stroke when my first year at university, I think. Um, around, like, the Christmas break, I think. I think it was, like, beginning of January. Um... And, you know, now she was obviously a lot older in that, but, you know, um, regardless, when, when I see the word stroke, I, I see what it can do to people, and it's not easy to see. Um, so it's it's very good to see Chris Letang in a sort of good mind right now and healthy, and it looks like we'll continue to play, but um, really scary stuff. Yeah, right. As long as, uh, I mean, again, these are moments where we can look at and say uh... – this is bigger than hockey. This is a person, yep. right? So as long as he's okay, I think that's really the only thing that matters here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is a somber thing to open the show with, but hmm. um, I think we might as well also mention, again, condolences to the family, Boris Salming. Um, it was nice that he got that moment in front of the Leafs crowd a few weeks ago, that Hall of Fame weekend. Um, the Leafs are going to be, I think they're, they're auctioning off the jerseys that have the Boreas Salming patches on them and uh, donating the proceeds to ALS Research, which everyone was screaming at them to do. <laughs> Luckily, they did it. Um, I think it, you tweeted it. It was a good, or you put it on your Instagram story, the best Leafs defenseman in history, yeah. probably. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't know how you cannot say that. Um, again, like I, we talked about it, uh, after when I came back after that game uh, against Pittsburgh, 
I don't want to like again. I don't want to repeat myself, but I think again it's important. I I want to note something in particular in terms of like I don't. I this is gonna come off as like a lecture to the players, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Like I'm 22. Like what the hell do I know? But like I'm gonna do it anyways. Um, if I'm certain players on the team, and I think you can ha- take a guess at who these these players might be i will i look at the reaction to those two games in particular and the reaction to um boris Alming's death and say that's is that the legacy you want to have in toronto mm-hmm. that's it like that's it like mm-hmm. is that the legacy it's a somber thing i'm like it's just yeah is that the legacy you, you want to have in toronto on and uh, o- on and off mean. the ice, on and off the ice, in particular. You, you see how he was beloved is really sort of the the spirit of being a leaf was there with Boris Salming, or at least is it, that's what we get again. We did not get to see Boris Salming no. play, as you said. You're 22, I'm 23. Um, I always like joking that Wayne Gretzky's retirement ceremony was the month after I was born. Um, <laughs> But like we still understand the legacy and the players should do. And it means it should mean more to them because they have that crap. Yeah. Was it William Nylander? I think didn't he just pass Salming for Swedish like leaves with goals or something? Or was yeah. it overall obviously it would still mean goals no matter what for them. But I mean that's the poetry there is pretty pretty sweet to see. Um Moving on, hard, hard no, turn. But yeah, it, again, we have we, we obviously missed on Sunday, so there's a lot to get through. Uh, but we still needed to mention it. Yes. Um. So to move on, Alex, I do think we talk about something that is a bit more lighthearted. Okay. Um, and by lighthearted, I mean, listen, Patrick Maroon has just pulled one of the greatest moments of the season, I think, to be honest with you. Um. So last night, there was a really fun game between the Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? Yes. Screenshot something because I want to remember this Patrick Maroon when we talk about power moves of the year at the end of the season when we get to our award show. So Jack Edwards, um, obviously the color com- sorry the play by play commentator for the Boston Bruins local games. Um, I think everyone. Knows I think national is. games too. Is he national too? Anyway, I'm he's the voice sure. of the Boston Bruins, right? We yeah. everyone knows who he is. Um, very biased and all that, and sometimes can take it a little too far, and. And the most unnecessary bit of commentary I think I've ever heard basically is just fat shaming Patrick Maroon. This is three times Stanley Cup Pat- champion Patrick Maroon. Um, like, like he was really ripping him. Like it was very unnecessary. No, it was so unnecessary. <laughs> just unbelievably unnecessary. Like even Pete Blackburn <laughs> sort of mentioned it. Pete Blackburn, obviously. Anyway, anyway, like he pointed out, like Patrick was just minding his own business. I said, oh, we're not laughing at the fat shaming. We're laughing. It was just so not needed. It was, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm not laughing at the joke. I'm laughing at how unnecessary it was to say that. Now, the, the stuff that is fun about this that we can mention is this was Patrick Maroon a couple hours ago. This is great. Um, he tweets out, in support of those struggling with mental health, bullying, and body image, I'm making a 2000, I'm assuming he means dollar, but he doesn't put a dollar sign. A two thousand donation in the name of Jack Edwards to Tampa Bay Thrives, and I encourage Tampa Bay Lightning and NHL fans to join me. Now, um, I think the Hurricanes tweeted, 
we want to encourage every we stand with Patrick Maroon. We want everyone to put the number nineteen. That sorry to put a nineteen dollar donation. Now apparently the significance there is I could be wrong about this, but I saw some people tweeting. Apparently Jack Edwards doesn't like the fact that Dougie Hamilton wears the number nineteen. <laughs> um, so I thought that Jeez was really Louise. funny. I don't even know if he actually wears nineteen, so I'm gonna double check that. Quickly. Yeah, yeah, I'll double. No, man, that's uh, that power move by Patrick Maroon. Power move yeah, by man. Patrick Maroon. Unnecessary comment. You, you know what I always remember about Patrick Maroon and why I always I've always really liked the dude, even though I probably come on the show and said bad things during that finals fingers yeah. at the Habs, yeah. but. Remember when Patrick Maroon had that great season in Edmonton and he didn't really have a place to play and he was offered more money by, I can't remember which team, and he took less so he could play in St. Louis in front of his son. And there's that great video of them. And it is, it's adorable. And then he goes, he wins the Stanley Cup. And then it's just been, obviously, he goes to camp and he wins a few more. Um, I just think that's yeah, it's just good for him. Um, uh, and it's it's and good on the Hurricanes for sort of adding on to the Jack Edwards scoring here. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so Dougie Hamilton wore nineteen in uh, Carolina for three years or four years. In Carolina or Boston? In Carolina. Okay. <laughs> he All wore right. it to twenty-seven in Boston, <laughs> and in Calgary. Why does he hate nineteen? You know, hold no, on, I don't, I don't hold know, on. Man. We're gonna look up. We're gonna be really, really dumb here if we don't know if there's a Boston Bruin who wore nineteen. I bet it's gonna be someone. But really it, even even if he did, why does that matter? He wore it in Carolina. Um. Apparently, at one time, Tyler Sagan was number nineteen. Oh, I, that's so cool! But like, what does that have Another- to do with Carolina? I want to know exactly why, but anyway, the Canes love making jokes there. I love to see it, but like, man, Jack Edwards, like, I, I know not a lot of people like him, and at points I've been like, you need that style of commentator, but comments like that, that has nothing to do with the game. No, it, it, was, uh, it was so unbelievably unnecessary. Who won that game, actually? Uh, Boston, did. Check that. Boston did. Oh, did I, was, I was watching oh, it. Shit. I was watching it. That's a shame. Ta- it would have been nice. My, ta- my Taylor Hall got uh, two goals. Just Brad Marchand get the empty netter. Love to see it. Huge for fantasy. Huge for I think Steven Sam. I think Steven Stamkos scored Tampa's goal. So just good for Daniel. Oh, you know, shout out to the fact to that uh, that uh, shout out to the fact that um, the Abs got pumped by the Jets. Eh? That's they- really bad. Yeah, five nothing Jets. I didn't even see that until just oh. now. Yeah, man, that's brutal. So that's what just, all I... Jesse Pollock's tweets are about. <laughs> oh, was he was going on about? Oh, yeah, what a guy. Yeah, I can't wait for them to lose in the first round, like Vegas, somehow. And it, yeah, okay. It's weird to think that <laughs> the on. Jets are one of the most consistent teams in their division. Eh? Yeah, but uh, let's not let <laughs> let's not crap on the Jets again. I I do feel bad. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, well, we can do well, something in support of them. Quickly, uh, listen. I, let I'll, I'll do it. Like, uh, let me walk myself back a little bit of what I said last episode because we were talking after the episode, and you had mentioned that how we went from talking, saying, trying to say something good about the Jets, into essentially just being mean, and that's not what I was trying to do. What I was trying to do is everyone's praising the Jets, rightfully so, but at the end of the day, this is the same team that was good like two Mm -hmm. three years ago this is the same the difference is the defense 
right? And totally fair. You don't have Dustin Bufflin, Jacob Truba, Ben Sherratt. Like, again, the defense is completely different. At the end of the day, they found their set, found themselves a second line center who's not going to be there in two years. But that's besides the point. Um, so what I'm saying is they sh- they're they're good because they were good two years ago. I don't know what happened the last two or three years. That's my point. Hey, maybe they really just need a new voice in that room, and Rick Bonus is doing his job, man. Yeah, which is good. And that's why um, he'll win the okay. Jack Adams. So there was a bit of a messy situation in one yes. of the Jets games where now. This all did certainly come from Josh Morrissey pushing a player into Connor Hellebuck. But as a result, uh, Hellebuck, I believe this was against the Stars, I want to say. Was it the Stars? Uh, yes, because it was JB Ben. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, good. <laughs> um, um, and um, I think we, uh, we, we both know where exactly we're getting that thought from. Um, <sighs> anyway, so what happens on the play is the force of Jamie Ben through sort the of, Knocks Connor Hellebuck's mask off. Yep. And a few seconds later, the play continues and the Stars end up scoring. Um, Connor Hellebuck, I thought, had actually a very, very good, well thought out, very articulate message about this. Now, a lot of people are going on about imminent scoring chances and this kind of stuff. Um, and we could talk about that, Alex. But I think what a lot of people are missing here, and people are going on about how goalies can. Maybe in the future they're going to take advantage of this. I think everyone's forgetting about player safety here. Um, I don't know how you don't immediately blow that down. But the argument I see that I really like is if a player loses the helmet, they have to immediately get off the ice. Yep. But if a goalie loses their mask and the other team has possession, where are you going to go? The goalie who is in the space, the space where they are directly shooting this little puck at, at high speeds, heavy shots, we're going to allow him to take it without a helmet on. I, I don't get it. No, I, I just don't yeah. understand why the common sense is that, guys, this is not today. Forget about the thing of the rules and scoring chances. We'll talk about it in a second. I think, first and foremost, the most important thing here has to be player safety. Again, without the mask, their head is exposed. The head, NHL, we not learn. It's science, uh, to give a, cla- uh, a throwback to an old saying on the show. It's science, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and just to go just to go back to uh, you talking about t- player our goalies taking advantage of the rules. One of the things we obviously harp on about the rules is their how subjective they are. But at the end of the day, even if you fix the rules, there's always going to be some you. There's always going to it's always going to be subjective to the referee on the ice. So that being said. There's a difference between a goalie taking advantage of the rules. I, and I think in this case, I don't think he would be like the argument would be. Uh, and I, they, one of the big examples is with goaltender interference when it comes to if a goalie, a player touches a goalie, and let's say he over embellishes. There's a way to look at that play. I don't know how to explain it to you, but when I watch the play, I can tell you if a goalie is embellishing on on a hit or not. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. Like Mike Smith was like classic oh. to do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you can pinpoint which ones were actually, you know, when he he's actually hurt or whatever the case may be, and when he's 
you know, adding to it a little bit. Like, I, I don't think it's fair to say players or goalies will take advantage of the rule when it can be extremely subjective and you're having the referee. And, and in this case, you're going back to review it. And in most of these cases, they're probably going to go back and review it. If a, if a referee can't pinpoint when a goalie is embellishing it or not, uh, like then we, we're having a different like, conversation. Yeah. It, it, again, and it's not like, for example, uh, Hellebuck, and this is something you got to give him props for, he didn't give up on the play. So there's an example right there. Hellebuck's not taking advantage of the rules, obviously, and I don't think anyone was saying he was, but there are maniacs out there. Remember when, um, you, you'll like this, when Garrett Sparks was in the AHL and he made that famous stay without his glove on? Hell, Marc-Andre yeah. Fleury did it a couple years ago, too. Yeah. Like, goalies are maniacs. Well, I mean, most yes. NHL players are, but goalies are, are a different breed. Um, and listen, you know me. I'm the goalie guy. Yeah. Love me and my goalie. Protect the goalie. For the love of God. I know they have the I, big cushions on their legs. They got the sofa mats and all that. But for the love of God, protect the goalies. And I don't want to hear anyone go against this stupid thing that they should make goalie wear chin straps. No. Stop it. Because then they can't get the actual mask off when it's broke. Stop it. There was an incident last night, fun fact. In the Habs game, where Jake Allen's mask was actually busted, he couldn't quite get it off. And obviously, as we saw with the Hellbuck stuff, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was hesitant to just completely rip it off. And don't forget, Jake Allen, once upon a time last year, got a penalty for taking off his mask when it was broken. Just something I thought about, by the way. So, chin strap thing for the goal. Stop that. Just That's not going to happen. But it's just uh, – and what I mean is people were saying – there's a garbage truck trying to do a very tight turn in my neighborhood right now. Um, but, like, for the love of what people would say was, like, if goalies sort of want to have this rule, then they need to have a chin strap. No. Stop it. Love of God. If you want to mandate, like, like the neck protector, fine. Do that. Goalies should wear them anyway. You're maniacs. But chin strap. Go away with the chin straps. Stop it. Stop it. Think of the you carry, by the way. Just saw the carry price thing. Got to mention carry price on the podcast. Miss them. Miss him every day, especially the way Jake Allen was playing on that third San Jose goal, right through his legs, trickled yeah. down like a like a drop of water down a faucet. I hate it. Would have been nice to get a win last night. No yeah, so you reason. picked you picked Jake Allen up on fantasy lap yesterday, didn't you? And then this morning yeah. you dropped him. Well, I was going to drop him regardless this morning. Yeah, it was he could have got the win. Thing. Yeah, it's because Gabe. Vill- I didn't know if Gabe Velarde was playing or not. I'm like, let's pick up the. And he got two goals. Yeah. And he got two goals, and so I had Matt, I had Maddie Beneers in fantasy who also had a pair of goals because everyone had a goal last night. My God, Alex. Okay, so I uh, everything is is busting up in in L.A. right now. So today they canceled their morning. I don't know if it was a skate or a practice, but they canceled it. Um, you may ask why, Adam. That's kind of weird. Eh? Maybe you didn't stay up to watch the the late game. I didn't because I had work. I wanted to. There were a lot of good games last night, Alex, from what I could see, but you know, I didn't even get to watch all the Habs game. And I'm like, there are some fun games, like Kachuk's return to, to Calgary. I thought, a lot of great games. It's a shame I'm going to miss them. I wake up, and I see that the San Jose – so not San Jose Fair. I see that the LA Kings have beat the Seattle Kraken 9-8. to 9-8. to eight. So LA canceled their morning skate, uh, which is never good. And earlier today, they have waived Cal Peterson. 
who is um like two months into his new contract. Um, in fact, I'm going to actually get you a nice little uh stat up here from uh from the man from uh, from Graf, the man on Twitter from Sportsnet. Ellie King's goaltending has been disastrous, Capital. Jonathan Quick in 17 games played is an 890 with a minus 4.4 goal saved above average. Cal Peterson in 10 games plays an 868, negative 10.1 goal saved above average. Um, so it's looking bad in the layout. No, it's it's definitely uh it's definitely unfortunate because that's the I would argue looking at the moves they made over the summer, that was the one area that you could look at and say, yeah, they, they, they're going to need some help. And like, I get you go look at last year at Jonathan quicks record. Uh, he was 23, 13 and nine, nine, 10 save percentage, which was the highest since 17, 18. But still, how did you think, like, Jonathan Quick, with all due respect, was kind of on the decline from 17, 18 onwards. Yeah, he had that resurgence last year, but was that really sustainable going into his age 37 season? Probably I, not. I think they, they just they were hoping Peterson was going to come back and bounce back this season. But then the question, okay, then that's totally fair. Let me pull up his numbers because I, oh, man. For, for anyone curious, in last night's game where he was pulled, obviously, uh, he allowed four goals on 16 shots for a 750. By the way, you know what I love about this game? This 9-8 game? They didn't, the, the Kraken never pulled Martin Jones. <laughs> so, so whoever has Martin Jones in fantasy, I think it's Scott Dawson. Um, I hope you didn't start him. Because yeah, with that many tough. goals against, I think it's going to negate the win. Yeah, that that's tough. So, like, with Cal Peterson, if you look at his numbers last year, also not fantastic. Mm-hmm. 8.95 save percentage, 2.89 goals against. He was 2014-2 in 37 games. So, yeah, he'll hold the fort, but again, you still... He Last year, he played 37 games. That was the most he's played in his career in L.A. Wow, I so, didn't know that. Yeah, so again, walking into this season, you had two goalies who you were going to split the net with. There was no starter there. Similar in as let's say let's look back at Toronto last year. Let's like you can list a name of teams who've had who have tandems that necessarily didn't work. Um I just yeah, I, I I feel like they should have done something in this position and maybe they thought they were going to be okay with the improvements they were going to get on the back end in terms of just all their young guys taking that next step along with up front, all their young guys taking a next step plus adding Kevin Fiala in the off season, but they didn't and, do anything. And the continued hashtag to effect. Yeah, the the no yeah, I forgot about that. The, the no fight. It was they didn't, didn't work last night. Did not work last night. It's just their goaltending to me seems like it's going to be their downfall. I don't feel bad 
don't I feel know. bad. I know you don't feel. You know bad. why I don't feel bad? <laughs> I know, I know. No, say it. Does it have to do with Mark Bergeron? So, Alex, um, I just want everyone to know that um, today is November thirtieth. God damn, is December tomorrow? Oh my god. Yeah. Um, November twenty eighth was the one year anniversary of Mark Bergeron being dismissed as Habs GM. Not long after he ends up in L.A. like everyone knew he was. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for you guys bringing him on. And um, I can't wait for him to suggest your best thing is to pick up a depth fourth line winger. Excuse me, at the deadline. No, they need a goalie. Andreas Martinson. Um, No, 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 no. no. They They, need a goalie. They know that, but they'll go get a fourth line winger. He'll get depth. Don't worry. It's Mark Bergerman. Loser. No, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad that he's gone. Um, I don't feel bad that the Kings are doing, you know. I, I like Kopitar. I like a lot of players. Let me get this straight. I love a lot of the players on the LA Kings. I just hate everyone in the upper office who are making the decision to bring in Mark Bergevin. Again, I had... I met... met remember who I said was going to be my breakout player of the year? Um, Who's on LA? Who was it? I don't remember. Quinton Byfield. He's in the AHL, isn't he? Well, I don't know, but uh, the fact I haven't heard his name much this year leads me to believe he's not breaking out. No, um, I don't think so. Velarde's been good, though, which is nice. Yeah. Good for you. It, it, yeah. Is, it is. I'm happy about that one. Um, okay, so obviously, Peter, Peter yeah, Peterson's on waivers, or Peterson is on waivers. Who does he get picks claimed, him up? Yeah, I think. I want to think he does, but... What do you think? Is anyone des- first off, who has before I answer that question, because this is something I need to know. Yep. Who has the cap space? Uh, uh, what is it, I got a couple million? teams in mind. Yep. So oh god, an LTIR is gonna make it a mess. So if I'm quickly looking at who needs a goalie and who has cap space. Oh god. Not not a lot of teams. Holy crap. What is this? I just here's the problem. I don't know how much exact LTI room everyone has. Um, show us the Bruins with forty six thousand dollars in cap space. Okay, who do you think? Okay, so it was suggested in our big big group chat earlier. I can, and I wouldn't even be surprised considering they have oh. the cap space. They don't yeah. particularly have a a set. Like they have Ugapek Lukanen, that's their goalie for the future, right? But they kind of, kind of need someone now. Like, I, it's the Buffalo Savers. <laughs> Would you be surprised if they went after Cal Peterson? If I'm them, I do it. Why not? Like, what's the wor- What's the worst case? It doesn't he hopes work. Get Connor Bedard. Well, that's, that's but do they want isn't. Connor Bedard? Like, I, 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 I yes. Do. I know you. Yes, I know you. But Tampa I don't do. think. But Tampa, Colorado do probably do. I'm. I'm just saying the best teams in the league probably want them. Yes. Oh no, no. I I understand that, but I don't think. I don't know if Buffalo looks at this season and says we're trying to bottom out. I know. I don't. Mean. I don't think they're. Oh, in, I don't think they're. The in worst that thing position. is he doesn't help. They continue to lose games, and then sure. Good thing, but yeah, he's. Is he a worse bet than Eric Comrie or Craig Anderson with respect to the two of them? No. No. So, 
I think, excuse me, I think that could work. <laughs> like uh, Arizona has, pool- like, pardon. I was just trying to think. Yeah, like who else? Like, would would the Coyotes do that? Do they have a need to? I mean, sure. Like they need everything. Like what don't they need? Uh, would be my question. Like they have Corel Vomelka, who's been fine, who's yeah, been, been good. Corel Vomelka, yeah. He's been Corel Vomelka. Like good. He's actually been good. Like in fourteen games, um, and they have Connor Ingram. Mm, is that right? where like, he is now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On wow. Waivers. And like, oh, they picked him up on waivers. Uh, like, mm-hmm. and to me, it's like, okay, Cal Peterson, five million in cap space. They have twenty four million. I know they're on like a budget. I just, yeah, you're right. Like, there's not enough teams who have the cap space to like pick him up without LTIR because I, I don't know how how that would work it's so messy man. coyotes sabers the ducks they got john gibson like i i just don't think that's gonna happen and um is it dostal too dostal yeah yeah the blackhawks ah i don't think so who who knows the sends i doubt it i mean yeah if you're you're trying to lose in your chicago why not get a bad goalie but I don't know. Is then that's the question? Is Cal Peterson actually this poor? Because if I, I, that that's the question here, because his numbers, it's the last two years that suggests that. But his first three years in in Ottawa in L.A. and yeah, the first two were eleven and eight games. But the first time he played yeah. thirty five games. He had, I don't know what the record is. I'm going to pull it up, but he had a 9-11 save percentage and 2-8-9 goals against. And that wasn't on a fantastic and LA team. Minus, but, yeah, but then you look at the one he has now and you see a negative 10 goal saved above average. It's hard to defend that, man. No, no, it's it's, it's very yeah, hard to no, defend that. He was 9-18-5 in that season. It's just, it's difficult for me to sit here and say because I don't watch LA games in the eye test and only do so much with goaltenders. But man, like it's a sub nine. Still forget sub nine hundred. What was he like? Less than it was like eight sixty something. Yeah, eight sixty eight. Man, maybe they're hoping that he can get his head together in the excuse me in the AHL. Um. And because of the cap it, they don't think like anyone's gonna bother to take him. I I don't know. Um, but like he, he's starting the new deal. Was it three years? Five yeah, two years? more years after this, five million. You have to make that work. You have to try and make that work, or yeah. otherwise you're gonna have to give up an asset. And like the Kings are at a point now where I, I don't think they can afford to just sort of fall out their season. Um, I think they have their first this year. Right? I think it was last year they gave away. Yeah, okay, never mind. So. But I think let's be honest with the with the free agent signings they've made, the trades they've made, sort of the the standard of Kopitar and Dowdy getting older, they want to win, man. And um, I, again, I don't know how you're going to do this on the back of ancient Jonathan Quick, as you mentioned, but there's a lot there, man. There's a lot there. Can't believe, it's still shocking he got waived, though. Yeah, I don't know that, why, but that's that's wild. Um, do you want to quickly have your little world cup? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, I by do. the way, it's it's coming home. Okay, it's coming sure. Home. It's uh, whatever. It's definitely not. Um, but 
Okay, so a little update since the last Wednesday was the last time we recorded. England! Yeah. So we obviously Canada lost against Belgium. I think we talked about that, or I talked about that. Sunday they end up losing against Croatia. That was tough. Alfonso. That was tough. That was tough. Alfonso, you know, get their first World Cup goal ever. Cool. There's a lot. Okay, I'll preface my little rant with there's a lot of cool moments that happened at this World Cup. Watching them sing the Canadian National Anthem. Alfonso Davies scoring a goal. I felt that. I felt that, by the way. The National Anthem or the goal? Yeah. The the National, both. Both. The National Anthem was very cool. No, it was cool. Um. There are things we can talk about that happen on the field. There's actually plenty of things, good and bad, that we should be talking about that happened on the field. Okay. Instead, instead we've decided, and we, I mean the people covering it, there's been such an emphasis on the things that are happening off the field. Let's start with after the Belgium game. John Herdman said, we're going to F Croatia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't have an issue with him saying that, if I'm being completely honest. I think the coverage of it is so, especially, I've never seen a more hockey-related coverage of a sport that's not hockey. Can I just say that? Yeah, so so yeah. basically the context here is they competed really really well against Belgium, who's they the did. number two team. Yeah, and but those and, rankings are a lie anyway. And so. and what John Herman basically said was we 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 competed with them so well enough, you know, at yeah. Croatia. Yeah, and, people, and yeah, he yeah, was yeah. saying that to he. They asked him what he said to the team, and oh. he told the truth. I which didn't know knock, that. Yes, that's the context of the quote, and like that's I don't very bl- important. And I don't blame, I don't blame the Croatian newspapers, and I don't blame the, the the player. It was funny, like it was funny, and I don't blame the players. Uh, uh, I don't remember his name, Andre Kramaric, I think it was, who said that was kind of like a motivation, man. Like, it is obviously going to be motivation, but at the end of the day, that quote was so overblown that you missed the fact that number one, no one could finish for their life on the field. No one on Canada could finish for their life against Belgium. Also had any, was anyone watching every time they played the, every time they were uh, Belgium was on the counterattack? Cause I was, and that thing could have been, that game could have been a lot worse. Respectfully, it could have been a lot worse than one nothing. I thank God our defense was up to par, but that was scary to watch every five minutes. I won't lie, but again, that's that's what happened on the field, and I think that's what we should be talking about. Number okay, I, go ahead. Oh, sorry, no, sorry. I thought you no. Go, go ahead, no, no, because I'm gonna move on to the um, second thing. But go ahead. So uh, obviously, I am not, despite being a, a, a Brit myself, yeah. a British citizen, of course. Um, I don't necessarily soccer is not my sport um but even i i could tell i didn't get to watch the belgium game but i watched the croatian game and even i could start telling oh okay i i think this is a game that's reminding people where canada is in the grand yeah. scheme of things um and for example I, maybe you're going to get to this but i remember mm-hmm. i saw our good friend riley tweet out riley fossil's great guy uh basically tweeting out people who don't understand that this is a step in the process need to sort of prove they don't exactly know 
where sort of the pecking order canon is and the development and sort of the program. But but, but go ahead. Yeah. I, I uh, no, I and I hundred percent agree with that. Like there are yeah. things that just overall I look at these games and I say, okay, am I disappointed how things turned out? Absolutely. But I think if you go back four years ago, if you told me Canada was going to play at the World Cup, I I would have said, wow. Like, I wouldn't have believed you because I think, like, it's just crazy. It was crazy to think about at the time. And they played so well and they've taken such huge steps. Now, I don't, again, I'm not here to, so I feel like I've talked so much about what happened on the field. I've lost my point, but I want to talk about the things that, like, the coverage of the World Cup from, from personally what I've seen from Canadian um, media, we'll call it, right? Like that John Herdman, I, I thought that John Herdman stuff was so blown out of proportion. It felt like I was re- reading a Sheldon Keefe to, uh, quote, to be honest. Oh God. Okay. Like yeah. that's how, like, it was just like, this is what we're going to discuss really that he's, he said a bad word. He didn't even say the bad word. He just said F. That's all he said. He was so respectful about it. He didn't even say the bad word. Number two, I don't, this article has been going around like all day yesterday. I don't know if you saw it was a CBC article. Um, Let's see if I can find it. I should have pulled it up. That would have been the smart thing to do, but I didn't. Um, it, It was essentially an article talking about Alfonso Davies. And the headline is, is Alfonso Davies celebrity, a potential problem for Canada's men, Canada's men's world cup team. And so here's some context. So, uh, the way I understand it is Alfonso Davy did not talk to um, non-right holder media after both games. Okay. And totally fair. You know what? He probably should have. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll give them that. He probably should have. But the idea that like, I think this article is so blatantly missing the point is so blatantly missing the point in so many ways because are we talking are we actually talking about alfonso davies not talking to media how pretentious do we have to be i get it in north america we have a hell of a lot more like we have a lot of coverage uh we have a sorry we have a lot more access to the athletes it seems like than they do in europe in terms of soccer but please enough can we you could have done this after the World Cup. I think the fact that you wrote this in the middle of the World Cup tells me you wanted the clicks. You didn't need to write this article. Frankly, it's also like respectfully incorrect. They're, they still have a game to play. Yeah. They, and and there's actually a lot line like there's if they win, this will be their first victory in the World Cup ever. There's a lot riding on this game whether people think about it think that way or not they've never won a game in the world cup i get it they're not gonna make it into the groups or uh, round of 16 but they've never won a game um he played like for context he plays for the biggest team in germany and probably one of the biggest teams in the world. He is more famous than any other player on that team. Respectfully, respectfully, he is. What are you going to do about it, man? Like, it, I read the article and I'm like, this feels to me like I just read a piece from the Toronto Sun. 
about the Toronto about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like it is so hockey that it's disgusting. And you know, like I get it. It's about the country. I'm fully on board with that. But please, this is just pretend. Like it's just pretentious at this point. Some of the things that were in that article, it was like you're missing the point. We should be talking about where and how they need to improve in 2026 when we are hosting games. Do you want to get embarrassed on home soil? No, exactly. So let's have the discussion about where this team needs to get better. Because at the end of the day, the best players on this team are 25 and under. Respect Milan Borean, the goalie, not going to be there in 2026. Man, he might be, but I doubt it. Atiba Hutchinson, who is 40 years old, is not going to be here in four years. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. We don't need to be talking about Alfonso Davies. In four years, Alfonso Davies is going to be at Bayern Munich still. What is he, is he going to be too much of a celebrity? Because yeah, I love watching Connor McDavid with the straightest face. It, show me around his house. It Sorry. is a dangerously oh. Canadian headline. That um, God, I saw people that say that you know that we have as a country ignored the soccer program at the media yeah. level for so long that they didn't blame Alfonso, and I have to say that's a pretty good point. Um, and again, if you're saying that. Apparently, like it's a lot more reserved for them overseas, and I get all of a sudden why he wouldn't. Players don't like doing interview, like they just don't because you know, no offense. I'm saying this is a journalism uh, no. student. Uh, guess what? <laughs> I maybe it, it must be annoying getting the same questions every time, and um, you know, I I don't like seeing the thing of they trash him when he has our only goal. I should say your only goal. I'm not Canadian um, because it's coming home, obviously. Um, you know, celebrate that. Like that's such an accomplishment to get to that level. Um, and they just yeah, that rose me the wrong way. It's you know, Alex, it's funny. I was watching a bit of Tim and Sid yesterday. Yep. Just a little Tim bit. And friends. Tim and friends. Friends, yeah, yeah, friends. I forgot the other one's the other one's causing <laughs> crap on his morning things, yeah. And uh, his occasional tweet about sports and his go back it. to the weather. So. Um <laughs> And I was watching Tim and Friends, and I'm like, you yeah. know, and I, I get reminded that it's Kachuk's return last night, which didn't, that wasn't advertised very well. Stop, you've heard it before. And I just see a segment where they advertise that Nick Kyrgios is coming up to talk about Austin Matthews leaving in two years. And I just go, <sighs> God damn it. I'm like, and, and, and I pretty... was like, was like, like Martyr's on an 18 game point streak. The Leafs are looking great, and this comes up. And I actually, I, I, I went upstairs and I was like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm not listening to this. I'm not listening to this. No, dude, you I, can talk I, about this next year. I'm not listening to this. I don't I, have to. I promise I refuse to talk about it on this show until it becomes like, an actual reality. The, the, the point I'm making here yes. is that is to bring it back to soccer. Yes. It is so sad and quite frankly, pathetic that in the world of sport media, that's where we consistently go to. The Leafs are a absolute wagon right now. Mitch Marner is, by the way, I was looking at overall point streaks. You know Gretzky's record is like 56 games with, with the point Good streak. Like if, I was like, oh, how? I actually out loud, I'm like, how does that even happen? Does he have but the top 10 like, point streak, though? I wouldn't even he, be surprised. He, of the top t- top 20, I think he yeah. has four or five. Oh, wow. I, okay. I, I counted. I was yeah, like, he yeah. must, yeah, he's up there. It's hilarious. Uh, Lemieux is second with like 40 something. But like Marner is having. 
a historic point streak that I think only like maybe Crosby and Patrick Kane have had this thing. This is about Matt Murray looks amazing when he's not pushing the post off of his ring. Anyway, and I'm like, and we're talking about the Matthews. He's skating. Like, like, how can people not see the writing on and even so, why even, are we talking about it now? No, I exactly thank you. I appreciate it. Not even that. December yet. No, it's this not. has this has no relevance. This is so sad. Yeah, and and I think that's actually a really good that's a good example uh of a comparison. It's like why are we talking about this now? If you have an issue with Alfonso Davies, um um not talking okay so just to i think go back to your point like about the um coverage in terms of access to the athletes the way i understand it is there's no locker room access in europe that's not a thing i love it that's not a no one there's no reporters running into the locker room at the end of the game it's that's really hurting soccer isn't it isn't it frank cerebelli that's really yeah. hurting soccer. <laughs> the one billion people that are gonna watch the world cup final um <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> the they get the play they get the manager generally at the end of the game and they get a one or two players how i've seen it done at the end of the game and generally one of those is the player of the match so that's that so I get my point being if there is if you have an issue with Alfonso Davies not talking to the media, do this after. Do not do this in the middle of the world. The first this is the first time they're in the World Cup since 1986. That was 14 years before I was born. Was there color on TV? I don't probably, but maybe I think so. I don't know. Wizard of Oz with color go on the screen. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. Um, Like. That and, and that's the frustrating part. I'm more, I'm more, I'm more than down to talk about the negatives, but let let's talk about the negatives that matter at this moment. Like let's talk about some of the troubles they had against Croatia because there was plenty of them. Let's not talk about why Alfonso Davies arrived late to Qatar. By the way, he arrived late to Qatar because he was injured. And he was getting treatment from his club team, who, respectfully to Canada, probably has better medical services than Canada. Like, let's yeah. not joke around about this. This is the best club in Germany and one of the best clubs in Europe. Let's put Canada in their place a little bit. I, I think there's a difference between the medical services and i fully respect him not uh, him being late and i don't think any in, anyone in that room gives a flying anything like give it a break this is so imagine hockey if an, if it's an NHL disgusting team imagine if an nhl team was like hey we're going to help you and make sure you're ready for it. the olympics for example they wouldn't do that that makes me man i hate the nhl <laughs> hey hey alex are you ready for the world cup of hockey in hmm. 2 years 3 God, 3 3 Three. Is it 2025? I was. I thought it was 2024. Man, it was supposed to be. Sport. It got delayed. It got delayed. The premier hockey tour. Go away. I have no respect for you. Um. Okay. So, so that's Tempe, my rant. City that's Council. my rant. Yeah. I, I get it, man. No, it was good. I thought it was sorry. a good point. Just... Um, World Cup. Who do you have winning it? Not who do you want. Who do you think is going to win? Ah, uh, damn. That's a good question. I don't think it's going to be England. I'm not saying that to piss you off. They're just perennial jo- they're just perennial jokers like the Leafs. Like it's just the I oh, said it in no, the chat, I stand by it. Um 
I, 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 I'm gonna. I, I want to say Argentina. I think they have a good. That'd enough be team. so cool. I, I think they they have a good enough team to do it, and it's the one thing that I think. I think if Messi wins the World Cup, I think it's such a hard argument to make against Messi. And I like Messi. I think if Messi Messi won Ronaldo too, um, even without the World Cup, it's a hard argument to make if he wins the World Cup. What I want to see very badly is a Portugal-Argentina final, which I think if they both finish first in their group, right now Argentina finished first in the group, we'll find out about Portugal. That I think that's a worldwide event worldwide events like bigger than soccer does does john Tavares stop building his decks so he can go and watch that game i don't know i don't know how canadian he is but i'd so, imagine he will so this is gonna be a really dumb question alex yeah. because obviously i don't watch soccer so i'm assuming messi does not have a world cup you're saying he does not have a world cup he per, so he internationally did not win a major trophy until uh he won a couple of recently it was recent it was relatively recently i think within the last five years he won a copa america which is essentially like uh the euros but for south america and then he won another one i don't remember what the turn the trophy was called but it was the winner of copa america versus the winner of the euros and argentina beat italy so they won I like that, that. One. yeah it was a cool cool. cool little thing cool idea um, where was the gold cup where were where was the canadian division at? yeah i don't uh okay all right wait so okay ronaldo does he yes. have a world cup he does not he has a euros okay oh okay so they're Okay, all right, that's interesting. It's weird that neither of them that's weird to me that yeah. neither of them have one. Oh. I mean it happens yeah. every four years. I mean, you know. Oh, it makes it that much more special, Alex. Like yeah. the Olympics. God, I hate hockey. God, I hate them. Uh Tempe City Council. And we get to go from this world right spectacle to Gary Bettman trying his best <laughs> to keep a team in the desert. Uh City Council votes seven to zero for the new Coyotes Arena. Um, Gary Bettman said they're going to get either a draft or an all-star game because oh, it's pathetic. Awesome. And he has agreed that if this goes through and it's going to a referendum now to the public, which I assume it's just going to... I think it's safe to say the Coyotes are staying, unfortunately. Um, May 16th, the project will be put to a local referendum. Um, but the big thing here is uh, Bettman apparently promised a 30-year non-relocation proposal. And his whole thing was... If we could, what did he say? He's like Vegas and Seattle right now are like are some of the highest revenue teams. Why can't it work here? And the first response I saw on Twitter was Gary. They've been there for twenty effing years. And also, what's the relevancy to those two markets? What does They're, that have to do? So let's start with like, Vegas yeah. first off. Vegas is Vegas. There is no city in the world like Las Vegas. It is. It is. Shut, shut up, Gary. Shut up. And and with Seattle, I think you look at Seattle. I feel like they've been. Uh, I think they could. I I don't know what the argument to make against Seattle is. Like it's clearly worked, and I think they've done a good job there. And I think it goes back to the point: you've been there for twenty years. I hope it works in Arizona, man. Like if it works in Arizona, great, great. Who's who, who, if it works? what's the what's the bad there's none there's no bad if it works in arizona 
what I still can't wrap my head around is by the time that referendum is uh, comes, they would have been in ASU for a full year, meaning it's, it would have been 18 months since we found out they weren't going to have an arena. They this all we could get to May, and there's a chance that they just don't have an arena. I don't know how likely that is. I'm not going to speculate on it, but tell me how just how insane that is. They might not have an arena come May, and they still have four more years left at ASU. What is the backup plan? Um, uh, pray that pray that Houston wants them. Also, by the way, Seattle's only been around for two years, Gary. Shut up. <laughs> it doesn't count. Um, listen, man, I'm happy for the Coyotes fans out there. I'm happy for no one else here. Um, I, I hate Gary Bettman. I hate this. I hate the fact that every time something like this happens, I get into arguments with people about Quebec City, and I'm like, listen, it's just not going to work. I want it to happen more than you. It doesn't make sense. Um, that's what I hate the most about this, is it always sparks debates of things that aren't realistic. Um, listen, man. I, 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 Gary Bettman has been uh, I, man. I, I get it. Seattle's working great. You should have been there years ago. Vegas is working. <clears throat> give you credit there. Okay, give me the credit there. Give me the credit there. Arizona has just been. It's kind of like when the Preds made the finals, and he's like, "There we go. See, look, look at this. They shut up. They, it has been such an object, like like an objective failure in Arizona." And you can't just say Austin Matthews. You cannot just continue to say that. Like Yeah, you gotta oh. say you gotta start talking about Sean Monahan. Give the guy Sean some credit. and oh, who else? And and Cage uh, Thompson. Paige Thompson. Can't forget about Paige Thompson. But Gary, stop it. Stop it. Stop bending over backwards like you do for the goddamn CHL agreement. God, you yeah, stop. Oh, it's it's getting worse. Oh god, it's just it's just poor Shane, right? Hey, poor don't Shane, forget right? about Matthew Nyes, okay? From Arizona. Oh god, well that's just joking. Oh yeah, I'm California just Arizona joking. was about to say you you know yeah. he's a college player, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't know. wait for that discussion to come again. Jeez, he better sign so we don't have to hear about that and talk about him not signing again. I'm gonna be so angry. Oh, I said so this this is what I really, really hate about living in, in the the GTA because I don't live in Toronto. It's just so predictable the way the media works. It is, it's literally it is. clockwork. It makes me sick. Like, we can do we not do better? No. And this isn't, I should say, this isn't just a hockey thing. No, like, no, it's not. Every other episode of First Take is ripping LeBron. Or, sorry, no, of, of, of <laughs> Undisputed. Every other episode of, of, of First Take is just Stephen A going, I don't, he's just a whole different thing. Ripping the, ripping the Cowboys, you know, the playmaker Michael Irving. Uh, but it's just like, it's a big problem. And it's just, I get you need the clicks, but man, if you're just somebody who, I think there's a certain audience that thinks, but super duper hardcore fans, I think hate that stuff. Yeah, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I was watching the pregame on Sportsnet. Habs were on TSN too, but I thought, I'll watch the the pregame for, I don't even remember what game it was exactly for. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Whatever whatever the 7 o'clock game was. Boston Boston, Tampa. Tampa. and, like, they're going on, they're talking about the Flames, they're talking about the Avs, oh, quick note of Seattle. I'm like, this is great. We never hear about this on whenever the Leafs are playing or the Habs are playing, even though a lot of times the Habs get shafted in those games anyway. 
And then it stops and it talks about, and they have a segment about Mitch Marner, who is not playing till today, I think it was, right? They played tonight? And I just kind of stop and I just say, you remember when they got eliminated and the next day there were a pair of game sevens? This was last year. It was the Rangers, Carolina. I can't remember the other one. And they spent a portion of the show talking about the Leafs instead of the game seven that was about to come. And I think I, I came on the show it, I'm sure. and I lost it. Yeah, I'm no, like, it's... I get it, but for the love, I was so refreshed to hear about other places in the league because I was like, man, this is, I love this. This is so fun. Um, I wish I didn't have to work today, Alex. I really wanted to stay up and watch that, that, that uh, the Calgary game. It's funny to see that they won, by the way. You love to see it. Um, thanks, Markstrom, for not getting wins when I had you in fantasy, you loser. Uh, he didn't Matt play Harry last beat. night. He didn't play last night. He did it. Oh, was it Vladar? Vladar, Vladar. Man, man. <laughs> Man, Markstrom, what happened? Remember when he was on 32 Thoughts and he's like, yeah, with this defense, I'm going to win the Vesna for sure. And uh, no, that is not happening. Uh, Alex Ovechkin gets a pair last night and has passed Wayne Gretzky for the most road goals oh in God. NHL history. Um, in, in, like 100, and in like a hundred and so less games. Really? That's what the the graphic they put i think the nhl put up last night let's see if i can find it but ah, you you go just, on go on ab- just, go on about can, your love of uh get to talk about said the <laughs> other day get to talk about Ovi today got to talk about eric carlson feels like 2014 again baby um oh he's just great so he's like seven goals from gordy howe eh? he's getting there wow. quick he's Jeez. getting there quick i love it man he's still incredible Man, man, everyone's about these youngins in the league, but those old bastards cross me and that. They ain't giving up. Eric Carlson's playing with one leg, and he's, like, top of the league. Also, you know who we should give a shout-out to? Who's at, like, top of the league in scoring? Jason Robertson has been uh, uh, unreal. Unbelievable. If, if I'm him, by the way, I'm kind of pissed off that, you know, you were difficult with me, but you just gave Rupe hints and ate your deal. <laughs> kind of pissed off about that. Um. We'll get to that in a second, but uh, Alexander Ovechkin. Oh, he's good. Oh, he scored goals. I love him. God, I, I love Alex it. I can't you find can't? it. The, no, man. I saw this thing. I don't know which uh, what account it was. Well, he's good. He's good. So, I'm going to keep looking for it as we move on or wherever so, we're going. So, um, Daryl Sutter also was going on about he's like, you know what? He, he made this remark today. He's like, you know, I didn't get to see Sean Monaghan play healthy, obviously, but he's like, he kind of says, that's a captain, Sean Monaghan. I just found it funny of all the ex-flames, the one he complimented with Sean Monaghan. I mentioned him because I saw this tweet that basically Colorado, this is from Canadians A on Twitter, as an E-H-A, Canadian language. Uh, Colorado have lost their second-line center for a month. Apparently that's Evan Rodriguez, which is funny. And they have Alex Newhook, who's been playing on the wing. And this guy mentions that Sean Monaghan could be a good fit there. And I actually really agree. You know, obviously, I have been I have been harping on the goaltending in Colorado. And I don't like that now the Kadri's gone. They don't really have a legitimate second-line center unless they now plan on using Alex Galchenyuk because he has signed. Um, but I legit, I think Sean Monaghan would be a really good ad there. That is a good show. The question is, can they afford it? I don't know what their cap space is looking like I found the answer to my question. It was a Sportsnet graphic. That's why I couldn't find it. And how does it look? So, in seven hundred and forty-two games, 
Alex Ovechkin or Wayne Gretzky, sorry, scored 402 goals. In 652 games, Alex Ovechkin scored 403. The the road games. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, road, so road good. Games. Yeah. Man, Ovechkin's a maniac. Yeah. Um, good for him. Uh so as I get uh, I'll get Colorado's cap space up because off the top of my head, what is Sean Monahan? Seven million? No, six, six, isn't it? I shouldn't know that, but yeah, you should uh, know. Come um, on, man. That makes a lot more sense. This is, I found it. Uh, it's six point three million. So you take that; it's around three million dollars. Uh, don't make me do the spare change. I was told there would be no math. As I stalled, to, why can't I? Uh, there's Colorado. Okay, so they need to make three million dollars in cap. Oh God, they're an LTI team. This is so they crazy. have five million, and they're and they're uh, always hurt. And they're always hurt. Jesus Christ. Lance Cog, Darren Helm, and then the Kushkin, McDermott, Shane Bowers are, are... Okay, so if they need to clear $3 million in cap space... Um, oh, God. How do they, you say they have $5 million in cap It, a, it says deadline or current cap space, $5.1 million. <clears throat> So I, I don't know you how... Know what? You know what, Alex? You know what, Alex? What? That's for that. That's for um, that is for Kent Hughes and Chris McFarland to figure out. Yeah, exactly. It's not us. It's not us. I had or, to look it up because I forgot. I forgot that Sackick's not the GM anymore. Yeah, you know who else they could get other than uh, Sean Monahan? We've been talking about him for like th- we've been talking about him for like three episodes. Bo Horvat. No, no, no. Bo Horvat. You don't want him. No, you want Sean Monahan. That's a captain. You want character. Bo Horvat's the captain. Yeah, well, you know, I forgot about that. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's there's so much here. Uh, Rupe Hintz gets an extension. Eight yeah, million dollars. Sorry, Jesus Christ. Eight point five million dollars. The AAV. Eight years. Is it? Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I didn't even know he was this good. When good old Jay Fresh put out his, his little player cards, and basically, uh, Rupe Hintz is disgusting. Like, yeah. he is obviously part of that Pavelski Robertson line. But he, first off, if you just want to know the basic thing, he's been a point per game player the last three seasons. And then his projected, sort of like, not projected, his advanced numbers are also an extremely strong two way player who, in this economy, this level of player for eight years. Um, he's 25 now. That's pretty sexy. That's a pretty sexy contract. It's a pretty good number. And he quietly put up, well, maybe not quietly. I feel like we did talk about him. He put up 37 goals last year. Uh, I was trying to get him from you in fantasy and you wouldn't do it. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, no. And, and again, I'm going to bring this, argue, I'm going to bring this up again. Every time we talk about a signing in like two years, this deal is going to look beautiful. Oh, this deal is going to look beautiful. And that line overall just looks Robertson and Pavelski. Robertson, oh my God, just disgusting. He's already worth more than that contract. Easily, easily, easily. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, The Anaheim Ducks have won their first regulation game of the year. And who was it against? I, I don't know. That's, that's... It was the New York Rangers who blew a 3 nothing lead to the Oilers, then blew a 2 nothing lead to the San Jose, okay. San Jose listen, listen, to listen. the New Jersey Devils, 
They do play tonight, but um, you know, the Rangers are perhaps fragile. No, <laughs> listen, I'm not. <laughs> you are trying to cause cause many many problems. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get involved. Wow, why in what way? Like, Ryan Strom. No, I'm not. I don't know what's that. I don't know Reeves. what's wrong with them. No, I just want to pull something up real quick as my internet slows down on me. Oh, they're no the longer they're they're no longer in a playoff spot. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> because remember last time we talked about this, which was a week ago, they were like second in their division. There was no problems. They're yeah, they're behind the Pens, but it's but again by like two points, oh. and Yo, the Pens aren't, uh, aren't haven't been great. Uh, Crosby's leading them back though. They're leading them back. Who did the Rangers play today? Uh, Hopefully Ottawa. it's gonna be someone. Oh, like if he can't win that game, he's awesome. Wait, why can't you win that game? Hmm? Why can't they win that game? Oh, I'm saying they. I'm just. That's what I mean. Is they should win. Oh yeah. If you can't yeah. be. If you can't beat the Stens right now, then I don't know what to say to you. God, I wish the Stens can pull it together. Did you see that Tim Stutzel pass and drew the overtime the other day? No, I didn't. Nasty, nasty pass. Maybe the Not like bad. it was cheeky. Not as good as the famous Eric Carlson and Mike Hoffman pass uh, from overtime a couple of years. That was that great. True. Yeah, yeah. Mike Hoffman, great player. <laughs> who wants him? Listen, I'm I'm sure the who wants him? No one. Um, I'm no, he's sure. actually man. No, I'm serious. <laughs> no, he has I'm, been not, I'm not having this conversation. He's hurt right no, now, but no, man, no, I'm telling no, you, no, he's no, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. No, <laughs> we'll have this conversation later. Okay, <laughs> but I think the Rangers are gonna be fine at the end of the day. Like you don't, you don't think they're no. gonna be fine. Are you saying that because you actually believe it or because you're trying to cause problems? I think we both know the answer to that question. A mix of both. Okay. So Um, okay, well let's 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 quickly look at okay. Are they better than the doubles? Yeah, uh, yes. You think the Rangers are better than the doubles? By season's end, yes. Really? Because right now they are fourteen points ahead of the Rangers. Okay. Really? Listen, I could be wrong. Okay, fine. Like, wow, no, no, I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm just surprised. You, why are you? Sub- they have this. Okay, let's start with what really matters. If it was the Sabers, I would get it because the the collapse is inevitable. But no, but okay, what was like the the Rangers have something that many, many, many teams in the NHL don't have, and that's having a really, really good goaltender who can play 60 games. No yeah. one else in this league has that except Tampa Bay and Winnipeg, yeah. like a handful of teams. Yeah. And he's better than both their goalies. He's better. Shosturkin is better than Mackenzie Blackwood and Vitek Van. Like, I get it. Maybe the numbers don't show it right now. But I think by the season end, I think the Rangers will be better than the Devils. I don't know if that's a hot take. Maybe I have way too much trust in the Rangers, but I think they're going to be better by, than the Devils by the end of the year. But keep going. Where are the rest oh, of the teams? By the way, anyone who doesn't think Shosturkin is better than those two goaltenders is insane. And yes. Maybe check into a mental institution. Yeah. What other okay. teams do you want to go through? The Islanders. 
uh, by God, the end, what are they? I don't know what they are, but let's say I, I would argue yes. I would take the Rangers over the Islanders. The Hurricanes. No, they're not. Respectfully, like I think the Hurricanes are the best team in that division. Pittsburgh, and we'll say Chris the Tang is healthy. End of the year. That's uh I'll, that I'll one's remind a, you who's on the Pittsburgh Penguins. No, no, I know who's on. Yes, I know who's on the Pittsburgh Penguins. But we like last. Let's ignoring that the Rangers beat the Canes and the Penguins in the play. Yes, that's that's totally fair. (sighs) To be honest, between the Rangers and the Penguins, I feel like it's a it's a it's a coin toss to me. I think it go could really go either way. Like I just think the goaltending is such an advantage for the Rangers in that matchup. That look at what it did last year in the playoffs. That, by the way, I listed um, Devils, Islanders, Hurricanes, Penguins yeah. are the top four in the Metro for anyone wondering yeah. why I went that order. I'm not going to go to the Caps because I, no. I think the Sun has – it's a sad – it hasn't set on Ovechkin yet, but I think it's fair to say the Sun looks like it has set on the Washington Capitals, which is – um I never thought I'd say that. And then the, the Flyers finally won, but you know what we didn't talk about? Uh, they were on a 10-game skid. 10-game losing streak, and then obviously the Blue Jackets are crap. Um, but then if we look at – if let's just say for argument's sake that it ends up being the Devils, the Hurricanes, and the Penguins. Sure. That means for the wild card, the Rangers are going to have to go up against, we say, the Islanders. Yep. Better. And probably Panthers and Detroit. Detroit, better. Uh, sorry, Rangers are better than Detroit. Um, and Florida? Man, I could make the argument that the Rangers are better than Florida, I feel like. I would agree with that. I ju- again. And then, <laughs> defense. And by the way, the top and, three in the Atlantic is it? Guess who it is? <laughs> Boston, Tampa, Tampa, Toronto. Toronto. God yeah. damn it! Who, who could have seen that one? Who could have seen that one coming? Who could have seen that one coming? Yeah, like I think I could. The I I like the Rangers' defense, and I like the Rangers' goaltending better than I do the Panthers. Yeah, Bobrovsky scares me. He scares me. He's he kind of was better last year, and now you know it's the obviously the the the, the page is flipped, and he's back to his bad year. Um, he's it, it, just me. Um, you know, I I I, it's just they they're they're worrying me. They're worrying me. God, where do we go now? Um, okay. Rachel Dory, obviously we know, formerly of the New Jersey Devils, formerly of the Vancouver Canucks. Has put a claim for it. Um, basically, it, it's a very emotional post. Uh, Rich Joy put out on Twitter, uh, linking to I think the term be a formal complaint against the Vancouver Canucks. Um, you know, in this piece, again, very very personal. Talks about how she's been diagnosed with PTSD. Also, I believe there's a heart condition in there. Um, basically, goes through the process of how how basically when she was hired and interviewed by the by the organization, this was very sort of transparent to them. They knew about all this. Then sort of goes through and um, long story short, people should read it because it's actually very detailed. Clearly, like, lawyer helped her wrote it. I think the lawyer just basically did it himself with sort of evidence about, about everything. The way Rachel sort of sets this is the Canucks fired her alleging she spoke to the media about her initial promotion that she was supposed to get to work with the video staff basically joining the bench of Bruce Boudreau in a way. Um, obviously, she's known for her analytics work and her video work, of course. Uh, she alleges that it's not as they say. 
Um, she also has some sort of things basically saying that Emily Castongay, obviously currently AGM, uh, one of the many AGMs on the team, actually, they have a few, um, called Rachel mentally weak and unfit for the role. Um, uh, see, there's a lot here. I don't know how much we can really say. The Canucks and Emily Castongay have obviously denied any of this. Um, Alex, here's what's very tough about this, right? Is when Rachel Dory was hired, then Emily Castongay, who I believe represented or is at least is very close with Mary Philippe Pula, when Castongay was an agent. Then, of course, they brought in Cammy Granado from the Kraken. The, and obviously, then they bring in Swedish GM Patrick Alvin. It was a real showing that the Canucks were being very inclusive with their front office. And if these allegations are true, this is a very big black mark on the alleged sort of inclusion in hockey. Because that complaint, Alex, I think we, we both read it, there was a very strong emphasis on a male-dominated sport, as we know. Um, I hope this isn't true, but also you want to believe Rachel, because she's someone, I think, if we both know this, like, if you sort of ever seen her Twitter or listened to the podcast, what was it, the staff and craft she was on? She's mm-hmm. a very, I think, it's fair to say, a very she very much believes in her morals, I would say. Um, the term of like women supporting women was really made clear in that statement too. And Ellen Freeman made that point of on 32 thoughts about like women probably wanted to get into the sport, didn't see this in a very good light. It doesn't scream support. It doesn't scream being there for each other. Right. <sighs> and I think, and again, I I'm just gonna go off what was in that um in the document and I'll agree with you in terms of like if this is indeed true, it's definitely a blemish on that uh front office staff. Um the higher you like that in not I don't wanna throw this onto the entire organization, but there's individuals, obviously. Um that it, it doesn't definitely help does... that Jim Rutherford was extremely complimentary of her when they hired And Patrick Alvin has admitted it wasn't anything to do with her ability. Sorry, go off. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's it's a blemish on, on a certain group of people. And I think to go back yeah. to the point about women supporting women in sport, I, I, I it's definitely disheartening to read the series of events considering who was involved in it, right? Like we can look at the end result in being that Patrick Alvin made the decision to let her go. But the lead up to that was multiple conversations with Emily Castonier. Mm-hmm. Right. So that I think that's definitely, and I could see from her perspective as well. Uh, again, like I'm straight white male. I, what the hell? Like I, I don't, I don't understand it to the same way. Like it's woman. You're, it's another woman putting. It's a woman putting down another woman. In, like you said, a male, and it written in the, in the document in a male dominated industry. So I can 
absolutely understand why it's disheartening to see, especially the way it's laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, we will follow this as it goes. There's a lot. It's very difficult to start a discussion right now because we don't have all the details. Um, you know, I remember when the Habs GM search happened and the name Emily Castle was around and I was a fan of the name. And, um, you know, I really hope that this person is not the kind to go and say this one is mentally weak. I think that's a very, I think that's a low blow to even say to someone. Um, you know, I don't think it's a secret that, you know, past couple of years have been really difficult for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, if this is true, what Emily Castle said, I think it's disgusting for anyone who has sort of made these kind of remarks. I just think it's, I think it's ignorant. I think it's sort of, um, it's the type of thing I'd expect to hear 10 years ago, to be honest with you. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, it's also not easy for, for Emily Dory to put that stuff out because if you read some of the replies to it, it's not nice. Um, it's just sort of like, listen, you don't have to agree with her hockey takes. I disagree with a lot of her hockey takes, but like the person, like, it's like, come on now. No, I I went, I went through some of the, the comments and it's just, it was so plainfully ignorant. Like you could, you can pinpoint who at least went through it versus who didn't like, it was like, did you read? It or was one group the white guy with sunglasses profile picture then? <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe exactly maybe they're all from they're all from Alberta. Um, <laughs> but I like it's just like read it. Come on, yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna comment on it, at least read it. <laughs> we have so much to get through for the leaps and the Habs. Um, We've been going over an hour, so we'll get to this now. Um, the Habs had a weak schedule when it came to opponents, and everyone thinks they're good now um, until the San Jose game happened. But, Alex, I'm going to read you what Montreal's schedule looks like in December. Um, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Seattle, Shane, the Kings, Calgary again, Ottawa, Anaheim, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, Tampa, Florida on the back half of a back-to-back, and then they finish against the Caps and Alexander Ovechkin, who uh, him and Lars Eller continue to haunt the Habs. So I think Habs fans are going to get a reality check uh, when it comes to the level of the team very soon. Um, Shout-out to Kirby Doc getting the shootout winner against the Blackhawks and then doing the let me hear it when they were booing him. Uh, King stuff. Love you, Kirby. I love how they're booing him. Are they booing him or are they booing um, who's their GM? Why can't I remember his name? Oh, God. Oh, man. That's for, um, oh, oh, well, that's in there. Kyle Davidson. Kyle Davidson. Sorry. I should have known that. I think they were definitely booing him in that moment. Oh, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, we know who made the decision. Yep. He's a good player. Like even yeah, when yeah. they made the trade, it was silly. Yeah, yeah. Like they got um, Frank Nazar. I get it, but still. But we'll see. Kirby Doc looked good. Good, but he he's playing with confidence. He's a good player. Good player. You know who who's really impressed me too? Uh, Mike yeah. Matheson. I'm a big fan of his skating. Like I know I mean that. I think like I'm not trying to pump fancy tires. I dropped it. 
But like legit, no, you try, you try pump first round picks out of uh, out of Florida. No, no, no. He's still got like four years. Like he's no, he's staying for a bit. He's a French guy. Remember, no, the yeah, tenth youth line. Exactly. Um. Yeah. No, that's for David Savard. Alex, come on. Oh, he's the next. Man. Him and Drew. Him and Jonathan Drew. God damn it. You no, know, Druid's hurt. Yes. Yeah. Again. Oh, this is like God damn it. You know, sometimes the Habs play, and I'm kind of like, oh yeah, Joel Armia plays for this team. Oh, he's healthy. Didn't know he was even hurt. Jonathan Drew, unfortunately, is like that nowadays. When Chris Weidman plays, I'm like, oh yeah, you. There's just so many just guys around that are there. Um, so they lose to the Sharks for nothing last night, which is tough. Unbelievable. Uh, they go 0 for 6 on the power play, which just felt like a real kick in the dick. I seen you check if Eric Carlson had any points last night. Um, I'm, I'm so disappointed in Jake Allen. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, very how many points did you lose in that game, by the way? Let's go luck. I actually very interested to know. You know, I didn't I didn't see the fourth goal I was sleeping, but the third goal I think was the only one that was really on him. Just trickled through his legs. You can't win a game when you go 0 for 6 on the power play, including a 5-on-3. Like, they're just so passive when they have 5-on-3s in that too, or a power play on an OT. Yeah. And it feels like it's whoever's working the points, Suzuki and Caulfield, they're the only ones allowed to touch the puck. And it's just they don't work it below the goal line sometimes. It was like, what are we doing? Like, I, yeah. I lost minus eight points. Oh, I lost eight man. points. Lost minus. I lost eight points last night. That's unfortunate. <sighs> Is Patch already playing, or did you just pick him up to save him? No, I picked him up to save him. Okay, that's smart. I completely forgot he was around. Yeah. I completely forgot he was around. And I picked, I picked up, up Alex Dijakovic. Yeah, yeah, that's what you I mean, the goaltending is thin in the league right now. If only, yeah. uh, if only we have only we had Frederick Anderson available, right? Okay. Yeah. Um. The Habs. Uh, uh. The Leafs. Um. They had their most dominant win of the season against the Penguins. At least I thought they did. I thought they just kicked the crap out of them. Yeah. They do was... beat Detroit. Anything to say about those games? I just, it's so typical. Oh, I know. It's so typical. The moment the defense turns into like a spoiled mushroom, they're like, "Ah, we're going to be great. I'm going to pull up their daily face off right now. Just just to read out the horrible, horrible defense they have. Mark Giordano is probably the best dress defenseman right now. Yeah, Mark Giordano is their, oh God. So it's, I'm going to read it out. So this is who's injured. Riley's out. Muzzin's out, obviously. Brody is out. I think he should be back soon. And Jordy Ben is out. I forgot Ben was out. Yeah. Uh, So their sixth starting defenseman. This is their first pair. Mark Giordano and Justin Hall. Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Liljegren. Yeah. Victor Mete and Mac Hollowell. Man, that is dog. That is dog. And then they keep winning. I I don't understand it. How dare Sheldon Keefe not play Matt Murray tonight against the Sharks? How dare he? I wonder why. Yeah, rest. Who cares? It's Eli Samson. Well, it's, so. it's a guaranteed win. Get in there. I need those points, brother. No, no man. I think it's Samson's first game back, so I wouldn't mind. 
I don't remember. Oh, um, that is some horrid D, respectfully. Respectfully, those guys, man. I, I did not expect uh, Mac Hollowell to be playing NHL games this year. That's for sure. Um, and, like, he's been fine. Yeah, but, yes, he Daniel did. Daniel did. Okay. <laughs> but, like, he's been fine, and I'm sure he's probably the first one to go once Connor Timmons uh, plays. Have we talked about that? Yes, we did talk about that trade. Sorry. Um, yeah. I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand this team at all. I failed to understand it for the last three years, to be honest. Like, what? what is this? What am I missing? They also basically in this stretch they 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 do end the Devils' winning streak, so they stop it from hitting magic. Have we have we talked about that game? No, no, we haven't. (laughs) Okay, listen, Alex. Um, I I did watch. I didn't watch the game, obviously, but I I did watch the highlights. I agree with one of those goals getting called back. One of them. That was the blatant kick, the goaltender interference. I understood how. But I think that which, save. Which one? The where the one where he like from behind the net? Save. The one from behind the net? Because yeah. there was that one too. Yeah. There's two yeah, um, that one I agree with. I yes, yeah, that, I agree with. It was it was listen, I just I just like the Minnesota game is one thing, like I, I do think it was a bit like listen, when people say Matt Murray uses the post to kick off, I'm like, yeah, I get that. Um a lot of goalies do that three times a month. Come on, Matt Murray. Come on. Um, I mean, hey, here's the solution. Freaking call it. Like uh, again, yeah, so, I, so, so here's the, the here's the issue. Minnesota I, went to talk to him. Call the penalty. So then. call it. So call it again. I love I love these conversations because they somehow turn it not with the two of us, but like how they suddenly turn into. You know, the league loves the Leafs. I know, clearly. No, um, they, no, they don't. Like, like are they just, you blind? Whoever thinks that, no. no. you're, let's, let's go back, like, what, two years? Dead middle of the pandemic. They go back to the Justin Hall pick. Yeah. Like, okay. I think that's all you need. Sorry, I'm sorry. All right, but like, all right. You know listen, I mean? you said it, I'm not sorry. me. I've been thinking it, <laughs> but you said it. All of, it was listen, a bad man, call. All I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, but I've been keeping that thought call. to myself for months. I agree with you. But remember yeah, when – It was a bad call. It was be, it was Bush. It was a whatever. call. <laughs> whatever. We're going to – I'm not going to talk about it. I cried a little bit. No, I did I did it. Um, but <laughs> I didn't cry. I was downtown. It was not a good night. I got chirped hard that night. I got. I had my Leafs jersey on. I got chirped hard. I kept my mouth oh, shut. No. I kept my mouth shut, but I got chirped hard. <laughs> Whatever. Um, we talked about. It. Remember, I got every Leaf fan I looked at was just dead in their soul. There is no life in them. Um, remember when the Leafs wanted to train in the summer? They're rookies, and then the league's like, "No, you can't do that anymore." Yeah, yeah, the league yeah. loves the Leafs, clearly. That's why they're actually part of the executive owner committee, right? They're not. But if that makes everyone feel better. Um, how about we just call it? Like, I agree. You're right. Like, three times in one game? Really? Really? Just call the play, man. That's it. It's so simple. I don't know why it's turned into a, the, league, the league loves the Leafs. <laughs> Listen, Sorry, what? I, no, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. I go on the like, like, here's the thing. 
if this had happened against the Leafs, like, I God help me, I think I would have deleted Twitter. Oh, yeah, it would absolutely. have been bedlam. No, no, I, I don't blame them. I don't blame them for. I don't blame Jersey fans for saying anything, man. So maybe don't throw beer on the ice, though. Yes, maybe okay. So let's, let me rephrase also, that. Also, the goddamn Colorado fans throwing gummy bears on the ice. You oh, just yeah. won the cup. Yeah, <laughs> won the cup. What's your problem? <laughs> Who? What? Like. I think, yeah, man, I, enough of these winning teams throwing things on the ice. Like, the someone did it last year in Toronto against the Penguins, I think it was. It's like, you guys are, like, you guys are winning. Like, shut up. Like, just stop throwing stuff on the ice. It's 13 games in a row, and they're throwing stuff on the ice. Bush League, man. Listen, listen, people threw things in Toronto. Listen, they threw a f- waffle on the ice for <laughs> crying out loud. That's also not, not okay. As bad as Philly. Remember when they were like throwing batteries at Santa or something? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it's city. okay. They're it's okay. They're mascots. Also, remember when? <laughs> allegedly, before you say what you're about to say, he allegedly <laughs> punched the kid. <laughs> allegedly punched the kid. <laughs> Alex, you know it's important to say allegedly. But it's just the visual <laughs> of that monster. That monster. I feel like, that like, looks it, like if he <laughs> if he did it, if he if he did hit the kid, I feel like what he he either did one or two things. He either just punched the kid and then stood still, or he hit the kid. The kid turned around, gritty. Went to eye level with the kid and just tilted his head like Michael Myers. Like, that, what are you going to do about that? That googly-eyed, oh, gritty. The Michael Allegedly. Myers from, the, the Michael Myers from every Don't other go movie over. but the last Yo, one. No, it's such a bad movie. It's such a bad movie. Halloween ends. Don't watch it, folks. No, it's a, bad. It's bad. bad. I don't go to the movies often, but then when I do, when I have to watch a movie like that for one of my favorite franchise, it's bad. It's bad. I want my money. That was disrespectful. Um, by the At way, least you didn't apparently... get two drinks, so. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, there was reported on, I think it was in 32 Thoughts, like the mm. bit of the written version, because yeah. Freeman decided to put out half of those for one. Uh, sorry, Joe. I get I get why you, you're not doing them anymore, but still, forget the podcast. I want the goddamn written article. We get more out of it. We get just do it. Um, Jesper Brad apparently and his agent Rick Camerow can't say that right probably for Elliot Freeman have begun contracts uh, extension talks with New Jersey. He can't sign before January first, but they can talk. And if I am Jesper Brad, I am taking you to the cleaners. Oh, for sure. Like there's there's no reason not to. That guy is an absolute beauty. Last year, and he's continuing it on, um, on in into this year and i'm like i'm just thinking off the top of my head what i don't even know what his compare like in ter- sorry i don't even know what i could look at in terms of what his comparables would be um you think him and cole caulfield are looking at each other like hey hey do you want to want to help us out it could be a lot of money anyway yeah i just he's 24 like, again i look at I, 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 maybe these are the wrong comparisons to go to. I, I think you kind of throw the Jason Robertson one out of the oh, equation. Oh, that's such a, such a better idea. Jesus. No, but I feel like you throw that one out of the equation because I don't think either side oh, yeah, sorry, is going yeah. to sign a three or four year deal at this point. I feel like, well, they could in a worst case scenario, but I think it's in New Jersey's eyes, 
let's lock this guy up and like like they did with all you know like they did with Hughes and Heeshear and obviously bringing in Hamilton as well I wonder again you're looking at what Kachuk got you're looking at what Tim Stutzla got you're looking at what Josh Norris got and you're saying okay though I wonder to me those are your bare minimums like you're eight million at least I, I I think that's bare minimum is what he could get paid and we'll see what he gets we'll see what he gets um Alex that's everything I think um only 1500 unread messages from the group chat for me that's not enough um it's not enough man. you mean you don't like when you get 200. I don't, but still, I still can't believe that. I still can't believe Patchy Maroon did that. That's so good. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, we're done. Okay. We're um, done. you're not getting a fancy end outro. Sorry. No, 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 no. Bye.